Yeah, hello again. This is Fred, and this is Wilderness Walks. Today I've got someone special here with me. I've been doing a number of interviews, if you've been listening. And we're, of course, always talking about nature on this show. And I have my um, good friend, Emerson, here. And Emerson is actually quite a, na a young naturalist, and I've really been looking forward to interviewing him for a while now. And um, so I just want to welcome you, Emerson, to the show. And why don't you say hi to everyone? Hi. My name is Emerson, and I, I love everything natural. And I think people should respect nature way more than people do now. What, uh, if I may ask, Emerson, what uh, got you interested in nature in the first place? What Do you have any memories that you think that might have um, triggered your imagination <laughs> with nature? Can you give me some... Well, yeah, the first time when I'm... So, at first when I moved on the Sproul Avenue, 21 Sproul Avenue, there's a forest behind my house. It's like in my backyard is a forest, so I've pretty much been exploring the forest since I've moved into the house. And I have encountered many different wildlife species, and I just think it's really fun to go out looking for different things. Um, could I just uh, also start by asking you, Emerson, if you don't mind me asking you, how, how old are you and what grade are you in? I am nine years old and I'm in grade four. Okay, thank you. I think that helps put it in perspective a little bit. What kind of things would you find, let's say, in your back forest? Um, usually I find frogs because there's a stream that leads to the forest because it's a bridge that goes from my backyard uh -huh. to the forest. Okay. And there's a stream and there's frogs in the stream. There may be little salamanders nearby. Mm -hmm. And there are definitely garter snakes in the forest. Oh, snakes. yes. Snakes. Mm -hmm. I know those ones. And there might... There's, at the end of the stream, there's a big pond, and I think there might even be little box turtles. Oh, is that right, eh? Yeah. Have you seen any, or have you heard that they're there? I have seen one. Oh, okay. It was a baby. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Was it in the water, or was it on the land? It was like it was just born. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so... Um, what do you know about frogs? Well, frogs are amphibians, and amphibians live in water and on land. And, well, frogs, there are about 7,000, or no, there, I, there are about 5,000 species of frogs. I believe so, yeah, worldwide. Yes, or about 4,740 oh, okay. different species. And I think we people 
should stop wrecking nature's habitat and because frogs are um, having to move with, well, they're having to move from their own habitat to different places where they may not be happy in. Mm-hmm. Causing, well, here's one thing that is a major problem, and that is water pollution. Oh. And what, what Causing, you... well, even turtles get stuck in little pop can wrappers. Oh, is that right? Plastic That's... waste. And frogs um, are being killed because of pollution. Um, tree, um, wood, or what's it called? Are you thinking about the uh, great Z- tree frog? Or what do you think? Um, loggers are cutting down trees, so tree frogs have to find their way to a different forest. And I think people should just leave nature alone just and try to be more respectful to it. And as I already said, they're not people aren't treating nature as nice as some people do. And when you catch a frog, don't hold it by its belly because it could get very hurt if you do. Because if you hold it by its belly, all its organs are in the belly area. So you don't want to hold it there. You always catch it by by their back legs because their whole back legs are pure muscle. And for tree frogs, they have little sticky toe pads on their little toes and fingers that help to, that help them stick to trees. And if they didn't have them, I don't think they would be that successful as tree frogs living up in the trees. For example, poisonous frogs have been becoming very successful because, well, for example, the fire-bellied toad, the oriental fire-bellied toad, when it is threatened by a predator, it jumps and flashes the fire belly, the red and black pattern on its belly, jumps up, flashes it at its predator, and then the predator will know that it's poisonous and hopefully it's smart enough that it won't eat it or else it would probably die. Or the golden poison frog is the most toxic animal in the whole world. Is that right? Yes. Wow. Even just touching its skin could kill ten humans. No kidding. No, no kidding. 
Now, I told you, and I, th I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but I was observing a red-tailed hawk, which I think I explained to you earlier. Yes, you did, Fred. You and, did. Uh, so I was talking about uh, this red-tailed hawk that came down, and uh, came down, and it, it killed a frog right in front of me and ate it in front of me. Have you ever seen anything like that before? No. I've yeah. seen a frog eating another frog. Have you? But I've never seen anything else. I've maybe seen a snake eating a frog. Mm -hmm. Now, um, when I was a kid, when I was your age, we used to have um, the big bullfrogs in our, in our frog pond, and when the snapping turtles would hatch, the baby snapping turtles, my cousin would uh, run down there and watch the, the bullfrogs eating the baby snapping turtles. Have you ever seen anything like that? Um, you know what is very odd to see? So I was over at this pond near my house. So first it's a big river called Pretty River. Mm -hmm. There's big salmon and trout in it. And then it leads up to this huge frog pond all different sorts of frogs and I think it's really cool because there's not just frogs in it there's beavers there are toads that breed in little pools around the pond mm -hmm. so if the pond was big and round and there was land and the water went under the land and made a little pool, the toads would breed in that little pool. Right. And hopefully have babies in that pool. And so anyways, the when I was at the pond, it was very odd because it was a snapping turtle. Okay. Snapping turtles usually eat frogs. Yes. But in this case, it didn't go that way. The frog was sitting on top of the snapping turtle what? as though it was tanning in the sun. <laughs> and the snapping turtle didn't even care. Oh, wow. It was quite amazing to see. How big was the snapper? Oh, it was pretty decent, about the size of this pillow right here. Oh, boy, that's a big one. Yeah. And it's been really fun just encountering different what like lots of different species of wildlife and I just think it's really cool absolutely now um, so I mean for everything I hear about you is that you're really into nature and uh, you've actually learned a lot about frogs already in your life and uh you've done a fair you've collected like you've caught like you've actually go into the marshes and into the frog ponds and 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 will catch and release frogs yes can you tell us about some of the frogs you've caught yes i will so the most common frogs i've been catching are the bullfrog the green frog maybe even some wood frogs, possibly, and there's these little frogs that I see. 
my grandma's house, and there's this very, there's very tall grass there. Okay. And there's these little frogs with clear legs. Really? I think they're called little glass or little grass frogs. Oh, okay. They're very small. They just fit on your finger. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, they're just hopping around. There's about a hundred of them. There's so many. Wow. And then my grandma's house, there is this burner. There's this little barbecue thing that she cooks things on. But, but it's not like an actual barbecue. It's like this little circle thing. Okay. And there's this giant toad. I oh. don't even know what kind it is. It can't be the American toad. Okay. Because it is way bigger than oh. the American toad. It must be something, but it can't be the cane toad. No. Because the cane toad lives in Australia and other places. Mm-hmm. And so it can't be that. So what could it be? And it lives under this barbecue thing. And I think it goes to the field and it buries itself down in the dirt for the whole winter and then comes back out in mm-hmm. the spring. Mm-hmm. And the most the first frog you hear calling in the spring is the spring peeper. Mm-hmm. Spring peeper, their call is about as high pitch as, like, it's almost dangerous how high pitch it is. Oh, is that right? It can probably break your cottage window. Oh, is that right? Possibly. Because of the high pitch will yes. break the glass. And the second frog to call is the chorus frog so on and so on and so on but the most incredible frog I have caught in my life was probably when I went to British Columbia Haidaguay and I saw this tiny little green bright thing when I went to a beach called Agate Beach and there were some little reeds Mm-hmm. wasn't even a marsh area. Oh, yeah. It was near the forest. Right near the beach, but, like, off. It was, like, closer to the forest. Do you know what kind it was? Yes, I do. It was the Northern Pacific tree frog. Yes, it was. And they are so cool. They're very cool. They almost... So, there's some kinds that are brown in color with some little stripes on their back. Or... There's a brownie green leaf, like it looks like a leaf, the frog. It's like brownie greeny, and it looks like a leaf, so they camouflage with the trees and leaves. And the one I've actually, I actually caught, the top three frogs I've caught so far are the most biggest bullfrog that probably it couldn't even fit in my hands. Oh, yeah. And I think I saw the picture of that one. Yeah. Yeah. And 
the other one is I was on Haida Gwaii and I, I went to see a giant pond on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. And at night, there were tiny baby red-legged frogs emerging from the side of the pond. Oh, cool. And I caught one up close. They're about half an inch long. Okay. And they weren't even froglets. Did they have their tails still? No. Oh. Wow. So... It was like they were born as baby frogs or something. Well, I don't know if that's... I think most frogs, as far as I know, anyhow... Are born first as egg, ta- eggs, eggs and, and then tadpoles, they turn to tadpoles and, and then froglets and then the frog. That's right. But some frogs and toads, mm-hmm. it just happens to be in their eggs. They're just these tiny little frogs. Is that right? Yes. Okay, I did not know that. But, and then the original Northern Pacific tree frog is about as bright as you can get it. Very bright. It's like a yellowy green. Very bright. And they're about maybe three inches long. Maybe Mm -hmm. less. That's kind of curious that you would talk about the color of the frog. I I just interviewed an old friend of mine named Ralph. Yeah. And Ralph, uh, you know, he's a little, he's quite a bit older than you now. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, when he was talking about his life as a, he's a teacher in environmental education and ecology, and he used to bring a lot of kids like you into the forest and stuff. But when I asked him about nature and what affected him the most, one of the things he said when he was just a little kid, like five or six, he said, color. A pheasant flew in in front of him one time, and he could see all the iridescent colors of this pheasant. Or one time he caught a trout when he was five, and he could see all the different beautiful colors of the trout. Now, do you do you feel the same way? I mean, do you get affected by color? No. Yeah, that's different, because I was a little different, too. I know. So what about, I mean, I love the color. Yeah. But he's, a, he's an artist now. But what is it? what is it about nature? Like, what are some of the things that sort of, like, Hits you in the heart and soul. It's just beautiful how some frogs and some animals are so brightly colored. Mm-hmm. For example, the rainbow trout looks kind of grayish, but then it's like a rainbow. Mm-hmm. And for example, the red-eyed tree frog, green on its back with a yellow and blue pattern on its side, mm-hmm. the white belly. And it has orange or red toe pads and fingers and Mm -hmm. toes. Mm -hmm. And it has brightly colored red eyes. So that is very brightly colored. But Mm -hmm. this frog that I have caught on Haida Gwaii, B.C. was even more colorful than that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of fun uh, when you came and visited, and uh, you sure proved uh, to be a really great um, 
catcher of frogs. And, yes. Uh, and you were always... Out. Now, the only thing that I worried about sometimes with you is you didn't seem to ever want to wear your shoes. You ran around. Do you remember that? You would run around in your bare feet everywhere. When we came back from the shipwreck, I think you were running up and down, up and down, up and down. Now, is that because you like going in the water to catch frogs, or do you just wear your shoes in the water? Or No, I don't. What do you do? I usually... I don't know. Do you worry about leeches when you go into the pond? Or have you ever thought of that? I don't worry about leeches. That's probably good, eh? The thing I do is if I feel something on my leg, I take it off and throw it (laughs) to the ground. Yeah. Unless it's a frog. Yeah, yeah. Anything but blood-sucking things, I throw to the ground. Yeah. Now, I did tell you that one story when I was a kid, and I stepped on with my bare feet. I was crossing A beaver. A, yeah, I stepped on a beaver. Have you ever stepped on a beaver? No, but you know how, what I have stepped on. What have you stepped on? It was gross. With your, with your bare feet? Yeah. What? It was gross. What is it? Very, very gross. Like what? Like what? Well, I mean, you're, you're leaving me in suspense. You're not telling me. Well, you're about to find out. <laughs> it was... It appeared to be some squashed eggs of some kind. Squashed eggs? Of an animal. Was it in the pond? Yes. Was it kind of round and jelly-shaped? Did you see it or did you just feel it? No, I saw it. Was it? Can you descri- describe it what it looked like? It wasn't frog eggs because no. it didn't have a little blo- black it, dot in the middle and jelly around it. What did it have? It looks like some white eggs. White like eggs? Like these small white eggs. But was it a mass, like a big cloud of them, or was it just a bunch of little white eggs? It's a bunch of little white eggs. Oh, isn't that something, eh? Uh, what they look like? Were they round or were they cylindrical? Round. How big? Not big. They're like bird eggs almost. Oh, could they be? A, could they have been turtle eggs? Probably. Yeah, but they wouldn't want to be in the water. Maybe they. Sometimes the skunks, or the raccoons, will come down and eat the turtle eggs when they'll dig up the turtle nests. When I was a kid, we used to we used to go and locate the turtle nests and. The skunks um, would eat them. Under the beach? Yeah. In and the birds sa- eat them, too. The birds will do that, yeah. The, in the sand. Yeah. Or sometimes in the gravel, but mostly in the sand. Yeah. They try to find some, or soft dirt. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh, so, um, now, uh, so you're nine, right? Nine. Yeah, so you're still growing up, and, uh... Do you think that maybe you might still be interested in nature as you get oh, older? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And do you, would you think you might ever want to like broaden your your interests like from frogs to say birds or hawks or yeah. wolves or bears I, or I, I do like everything. I Everything. I'm not afraid of spiders. I'm not yeah, afraid that's good. of Skunks. Skunks are cool. You know that I used to have a skunk, eh? What? 
Yeah, his name was Orville. And he was an orphan skunk. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he lived with us for two years before we let him go. Of course, he could go at any time. But he would live with us, and then we would let him go outside, and he would always come back. Guess what? What? Apparently, there's something I wanted to tell you. What's that? So what were we just talking about? Skunks. We're talking Skunks. about different kinds of animals. Skunks. Maybe not. We're, we're, we're broadening oh, yes, yes. the conversation from frogs. At Stony Lake. I, I'm going down to the frog pond to catch some frogs and yeah. maybe salamanders. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I see a baby fox. Oh, really? Right down at my feet. Really? Yes. Oh, that's very cool. And sometimes I get scared. A lot. Mm-hmm. So, I might go a bit off this topic. That's okay. Um, at my dad's, there's this big stream, like I was talking about, the stream that went, leads into the pond, how there's salmon and trout. Yeah. And there's there's a br- big bridge, and there's a little path paths to go under the bridge. Yes. And I could smell it from the top of the, the bridge. No. It's something totally different. Like a, something dead, maybe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was dead, for sure. Like a dead fish or a dead... Oh, yeah. Or a dead salmon, maybe. The biggest dead salmon I've ever saw. It was probably about... I don't even know it was a salmon. It was probably from that side of the dresser to that side of the dresser. Oh, you're kidding me. Wow. No, it was laying there dead yeah. with its eyeballs popping out of it. Oh, and there was blood everywhere, and I could smell it from the top of the bridge, and it was right at my feet, but I didn't touch it. My oh. feet didn't touch it, luckily. Yeah. It was, oh, and gosh, I got, oh, that scared. Were you by yourself? Uh, no, my mom was at the top of the bridge. Oh, okay. And, because it's steep, right? Right. And there, you have to do a jump. I don't know how I didn't see it. I was just looking down the whole time. But you smelt it. But I smelt it. Yeah. And it, I tell you, right now, you don't want to go near one of those. They smell the most terrible. Well, you know, uh, I could tell you a story about a kid about your age, um, Haida Gwaii, who actually was standing on top of a dead whale. And there were some tourists that came and stayed there. And he stood on top of this dead whale. And he, his parents gave him a um, fishing pole. So Did he were, even know? Well, yeah, he knew. Yeah, because they stink really bad, too. Was, like, you think a dead salmon smells? Magnify that by a million. Because, you know, whales are big, right? And they're stinky. And they get all bloated, right? All bloated up. What does that mean? It just like fat, like when they die, they kind of yeah. get all bloated, and then there's like kind of like gooey pus and stuff coming out of them. Oh, it's gross. But anyways, um, the these parents are they they put the kid up there. They're gonna take a picture of their kid, like he caught it, like it was his fish, and he fell into the dead bloated whale. They had to get help to get him out. It was so gross. Did he die? No, no, he didn't die. He was fine, but he was traumatized and. It takes a lot of work. How did he fall in? Because the whale was like 
all bloated like an old rotten pumpkin. And he stood on it. It was like th- thin ice. Oh, and he went and like that? And he just that? went right in. Yeah. He just went. <laughs> and, Were yeah. you there? No, no, no. But uh, but I used to go and see that whale you quite a bit. You did see it? Oh, yeah. We used to go and stare at the whale. It's something to do, you know. Where where is it now? In Haida Oh, yeah, no, no, the eagles and the bears come and finish it off, right? Where is it now? Oh, he's just gone back to the earth. You know what I mean? Like his is life it is skeleton o- still there? No, skeleton this was many years ago. This there? was way before you were born. Like this was Oh, when you were a kid. Well, I was a young man. Yeah. So Oh, like Greg's age. Uh no, I was a bit older than Greg, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I wasn't as old as I am now. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite a bit older now, eh? Yeah, so, okay, so, um, if you were to tell, say, adults um, something about nature, what would you want to tell them? I would say, don't start to be, do you know what gigging is? Gigging? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a... I'm in a rock and roll band, so we do gigs. Like, oh. we go play shows, right? But there's this weird, really weird video on YouTube. Yeah. It said frog gigging. Oh, jigging. Jigging. Oh, yeah, don't do that. No. I would tell them, don't jig. You know what I used to do? What? Because we used to get these, like, the Americans would come up and fish the frogs up on Stony. Fish? Gigging. Like, they would use, they would put felt... And a hook, like a fly rod, and then the frogs would catch it, and then they would eat the frogs. They'd catch them and eat them. So I, I used to put on, I had a, a jacket that I had a little patch on it, and then I would bring my dog, and I'd pretend like I was a junior forest ranger, and I'd chase people away from the frog ponds that were doing that, those Americans that would do that, yeah. And I would, would? I would bring my cousin with me for backup. Yeah, but I was just a kid, so we knew the woods. Did they run away? Sometimes, yeah. We tried to scare them away, and uh, but we knew how to hide in the woods better than they did, right? So they never did anything to us, but we were so mad that they would do that. And they used to come and hunt the snapping turtles and eat them, too. We didn't really like that. But it's kind of nice to know that, um, well, I personally really... Uh, I'm proud of you for um, having um, really such a strong interest in nature. It helps me as an older guy now, older man, it helps me, um, gives me hope to think that there's still kids out there that want to go running around in their bare feet, catch frogs and turtles and such, right? And that they love them enough to care about them. And you know what hits me hard? What? It hits me hard when I think people just kill frogs for nothing. Like, I get it if you're going to eat them, but, like, yeah. you're just killing them for nothing. What's the point? Yeah. Like. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, is there anything else you might want to say before we go? Do you have um, other thoughts that you might want to share um, about nature? I think, like, for example, the panda or the koala are becoming 
extinct because of the loggers cutting down the bamboo trees Mm -hmm. to get, like, stuff out of it. And, like, they hunt um, maybe koalas and pandas for their fur. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just not good. And, like, some people hunt sharks just for their fins. Yeah. To, like, what? what's the point? They're, like, huge. And just for a small fin, maybe the size of, what? Well, I've seen some of the sharks that we have in Haida Gwaii. You have sharks? Oh, yeah. Definitely have sharks. And they have different size fins, right? Like, there's some sharks that their fins could be as big as you. I suppose so. Yeah, I know. Like the megalodon. Well, the megalodon. He doesn't exist. Yeah, they don't exist anymore. But that's kind of an interesting thing to think about, though, isn't it? Like, if you go way back in history... We know from the fossil record that there was a whole myriad of other creatures that no longer exist today. Like, imagine... That's that's one of the interesting things about um, ecology and animals is that when you go extinct... What what, would happen if humans went extinct? Well, we would never come back, would we? No. It would be over. But um, what happens when a bird species goes extinct? What happens when a species of wolf goes extinct? They or, never come or, back. Or what happens if elephants go extinct? It it could be possible. Like, imagine if dinosaurs... We're kind of thankful that dinosaurs became extinct. You are? I am. Why? Because imagine we had these giant dinosaurs roaming around the streets. <laughs> well, some people say that birds... Are the relatives of dinosaurs? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And what about a crocodile? Yeah. Or a turtle? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. My brother, Wilder, he calls crocodiles crocas. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he carries that one around with him yeah. quite a bit, eh? Yeah. When I was your age, see what grade are you in now? Four. Okay, so when I was in grade three... I had an alligator. As a pet? Yeah. He was actually a caiman, but they're related to alligators. <laughs> yeah. they, they grow to about 17 Wait, feet are long. they extinct? No. Mm. No, they still exist. Um, yeah, but we used to keep them in our backyard, and then he escaped. So I don't know where he is now. Probably dead by now. Yeah, that was a long time ago because... When you were in grade three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I can remember that far back. But I can. I can. That's the thing about it. Like, all those things that you talk about now as a child, it's just, um, that's always going to be with you. Because that's who you are. The fact that you're so into nature. That's one of the things I, I've always recognized about you. And uh, I think that's a very special relationship that you have with nature. And I encourage you to continue learning more and more as much as you can because, you know, nature needs friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
And if it didn't, it would not be a good place. That's right. And I just think people should be more, like, they should care more for nature. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, having said that, I think I want to thank you very much for joining me tonight. Because I know you're going to have to probably hit the hay pretty soon. Stay up a little longer. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> not. We don't We'll see. And then, uh, yeah, I just want to thank you for spending the time with me and sharing what you know about nature. It means a lot to me that you took the time to do that. And I just want to say goodnight to everyone out there. And uh, can't wait to do this again. We'll talk more later. Yeah. Okay, you want to say goodbye? Bye. All right, bye. Do people leave comments?